Welcome to the Detox Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Gwena, certified holistic health coach and detox enthusiast, and I'm here to talk all things detox. Toxins exist in our lives in many forms, from the foods we eat, products we use, people we spend time with, and even the thoughts in our heads. Here we discuss how various toxins may be sapping our energy and vitality, and how we can detox to create a life we love. Each week, we'll discuss everything from nutrition, clean beauty, body image, stress management techniques, career and business, relationships, you name it. Whether it's with a guest or just yours truly, we'll get real, raw, and honest and provide tangible tips to detox all areas of our lives. If you're ready to step into the most vibrant version of you, let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Detox Diaries podcast. So today I am going to be chatting about human design, my favorite topic, and we are basically going to be talking about where it came from, kind of what is it, what are all the things that come together to create this system? It's really in depth. It can feel really complicated. There's so much going on in your chart. So I'm going to talk about all the different elements of your chart and kind of where that comes from and the significance that it has. So I think it can kind of ground the information a little bit more. And it's a little bit ironic that I say ground it because it definitely gets pretty woo-woo and spiritual. Um, But it is also grounded in a lot of science and kind of practical things. So that's why I think it's really interesting to share. And I think it can kind of help you to grasp a little bit more what exactly is coming together in your chart. So this also, you know, if you are listening to this on the regular podcast, I am video recording this so that I can like kind of show my chart and point things out. So I definitely recommend that if you prefer to just continue listening on the podcast, great, but I recommend pulling up your chart so you can have a point of reference as I'm kind of walking through these things and see how it all comes together in your chart. So I'll link up to where you can pull your chart for free in the show notes if you don't have yours already. But yes, I definitely recommend following along unless, you know, you're very familiar with what the chart looks like, then it will kind of make sense to you anyway. But having that visual point of reference will help. And then of course, if you have the ability to, I recommend checking out the actual video so you can kind of see how I'm like pointing things out in addition. So the video will be on YouTube. I'll link up to that in the show notes as well. But I will do my best (laughs) to make sure that it makes sense just listening to it. And, you know, being able to envision what the chart looks like, or if you have yours pulled up. Um, But if you've ever seen a human design chart before, you obviously know there is a lot to it. So having the visual is is really helpful when you're kind of pulling all that information together. So kind of to back up a little bit, what is human design? So human design is basically the science of differentiation. It's about how we are all really different. Unfortunately, as a society, there's a lot of kind of expectations and conditioning around the fact that we're kind of homogenized. We're all fairly similar. We operate the same way, but that's really not true. And a lot of us end up kind of dimming our light and our uniqueness because we want to just fit in with what's kind of expected to be normal. So the human design is amazing because it gives you an understanding of your energetic blueprint, what makes you unique, special, how you operate in the world, and can kind of help you to release some of those things that maybe don't serve you anymore. And we're kind of just things that you learned from a conditioning perspective. So basically human design is this synthesis of these multiple different ancient modalities plus new age science. And it 
it's all about energetics. So it provides this energetic blueprint of your energetic body and it includes information about all the things that I just mentioned and more. So it's your unique gifts, the best way for you to make decisions, how to move about the world with ease, what your unique purpose is in this lifetime. I mean, so much amazing information is in your chart. So if you can really understand the information, it is truly, truly life-changing. So basically when we talk about your human design and how it is your energetic body, it, as I just said, it goes into your gifts, your purpose, all of these various things. You know, someone asked recently on my Instagram account, what happens if you're a twin? And obviously, you know, I don't math. I'm not sure exactly how many people are born on the exact same moment that you are. I, I mean, thousands, of course, around the world. So does that mean that you're the same as all those people that have the same birthday, birth time as, as you? Of course not. And the the deeper differentiation that makes you so uniquely different that human design could never possibly do it full justice is the soul that is inside. So, you know, when we talk about how you make decisions, what your gifts are, how you move about the world, it can still be represented in so many different ways based on the soul that's inside you, who you truly are on a very deep level. So for example, you know, when we talk about if you are a manifesting generator or a generator, we talk a lot about that it's what lights you up is what you're supposed to follow. And your strategy to move through life is to respond to things in your environment, the things that light you up, the things that your your sacral or your gut response is turning you on to, drawing you towards, like making you be like, oh yes, I want that. I, I like, that is what I want. Or maybe you're like, you know, your shoulders kind of shrug. You feel kind of a little bit exhausted from it. You almost feel yourself pulling backwards from it. That's kind of understanding that your gut is telling you a no. So there are tons of generators and manifesting generators out there. There's tons of people that are born on the exact same moment as you with all the same gifts, all the same purpose, all that. But that soul inside is going to feel that response towards different things based on who you are at the deepest level. So human design just helps us to understand the energetics behind who we are and really help us to tap into listening to what the soul inside is telling us it truly wants. So there's always that way deeper point of differentiation that I always want to make super clear. Human design tells you so much about who your authentic self is, but your authentic self is, is more than your human design. So another thing that I also want to say, because sometimes when people hear about their human design, much like any other kind of modality, I guess you could say, even when you think about like these personality tests, Enneagrams, all of that kind of stuff, sometimes it can almost feel like a box that you're being put into, especially with something like human design, because there are all of these actual like strategies and tools and ways for you to move through your life. And sometimes some of the old languaging can be a little bit restrictive. So like, for example, the strategy for a projector is to wait for the invitation. And that can sound really disempowering if you don't know the details behind that. So it can make you feel like you can't just go out and do whatever you want to do. You need to wait for somebody to tell you <laughs> or invite you to do that thing. But that's not really what that means. It means that as a projector, you have this way of really seeing into other people, understanding how to guide them what other people kind of need to experience success in their lives. But when you give them this advice in an unsolicited way, 
it does not go well. People need to invite you in to be able to see them. It really is almost kind of like a version of consent because you can so deeply see into other people that if you're not invited to do that and to share the information or the knowledge that you're you're feeling towards what could help this person, it can feel really intrusive. So really that's what that means when it's that whole waiting for the invitation. You know, if you want to go out and start a business as a projector, absolutely go and do that. You always want to dive into your fascinations and share the things that you're interested in. You don't need to be invited to tell people that you love human design or that you love basketball or that you love acupuncture or whatever it may be. You just don't want to look at somebody and say, hey, you really need to start doing acupuncture because I can tell X, Y, Z when they're not asking for your opinion. So that's kind of where that caveat lies. So, so, you know, just like anything else, sometimes we can get really caught up in feeling like we're stuck in a box, feeling like we need to follow the rules. So something that I want everybody to keep in mind as they're learning more about human design is that you always want it to feel useful. You want to hang on to the things that really resonate with you, that feel helpful in your life and to look at it as an experiment. And actually even, which we're going to get into a little bit about him today, but Ra Aruhu, who founded this system of human design, literally refers to it as an experiment. So it really is about learn these things, learn these things about yourself, your energy, these tools, put them into practice and see if it makes your life better. If it does, great. If it's not doing anything for you, then put it down for a bit. So I think that's really important to acknowledge. And another thing that I also want to share is nothing is inherently good or bad or better or worse when it comes to your human design. So I kind of like to think of it as like your soul before you incarnated in this lifetime. It basically was creating like this video game character of, okay, so I'm going to make her purpose this. So in order for her to be able to carry out this purpose and this, my desire in this lifetime, me as the soul, like knowing what my passions are, what I'm going to come into this life wanting to do these are the gifts that I want her to have. This is the energy type I want her to have. This is the way I want her to process energy. This is, you know, basically like cherry picking all of these things about your energy so that you can live the best life possible based on your soul desires and the purpose that you've chosen for yourself. So, you know, I think sometimes some things based on our conditioning and, you know, what I kind of mentioned before about these kind of homogenized societal things that we're conditioned to think are better or worse, if we can be like, oh, I don't really like, like my design. I don't like, you know, this open center that I may have, or that I need to wait for the invitation or that I, you know, as a manifester have this really impactful energy. Like, what does that even mean? Like instead really understanding that your design is amazing and beautiful and perfect and nothing is good or bad. Everything just has a high expression and a low expression. So, you know, some examples of things that we have this kind of conditioning around thinking are good or bad. Like, for example, there's gate 15 is one of the gates that we can have in our chart. And it's all about the love of extremes, about kind of being really inconsistent. You know, maybe this may show up for you as like you love a brand new workout and you're going to do it nonstop every day for three weeks and then you're not going to work out for two months. And or it could be, you know, that you you're kind of like a workaholic for certain amounts of time. And then you're not. And it's, these are things that we're kind of inherently told that like consistency is key. It's the only way to success. And obviously 
there are so many versions of what consistency quote unquote means, but there are some people with gate 15 in their chart that are just not supposed to be consistent. They're supposed to totally embrace these extremes in their personality and the extremes in, you know, the world at large and, and people in general. You know, another thing is like having an open G center. Our G center is all about having a sense of self-identity and direction in our lives. And when we're undefined there, that means that we have an inconsistent way of experiencing our self-identity and our direction. So we're kind of fluid based on the people that we're around because we're taking their energy in and responding to that. So a lot of people would be like, well, you're supposed to know who you are all the time and you're supposed to be the same no matter who you're around and you should always have a sense of direction. That's not necessarily true for everybody. So a big part of human design is deconditioning. So it's basically understanding when you understand your human design, your energetic blueprint, all the gifts that you have, your open centers, your you know defined centers, the way you process energy, your strategy, your way you make decisions, which is your authority. And again, we're going to get into the details of all of this. It helps you to really see like, you know what, that story, you know, I have gate 15. So that story of me having to be the same every day, that's not something that I need to hang on to. That's just conditioning. That's not who I am at a true authentic soul level. So I can release that. So, you know, it's, it's really going through that process of looking at, okay, these are the actual traits that are authentic to me, to my energy and what is just the conditioning that I've taken on throughout the years, whether it be from the conditioning that we take in through our open centers, which is something we'll get into more in another episode, because that is a whole nother thing to understand when we are open in, in one of these centers, which we'll briefly get to, we're really taking in the energy of the people around us, as opposed to creating our own energy in those areas. Again, nothing is inherently better or worse when it comes to these things. Or, you know, it can be that you, you know, really think that, um, let's see, I'm trying to think of something like, for example, the arrows, which we're not going to get to today, but if you look at the arrows that are on either side of your head, those are based on if you have consistency in the way that you eat, in your environment, in, you know, the way that you fuel your body. I mean, there's all different kinds of things. So it's you really getting to an understanding of what is really mine. What do I really need to, to embrace as authentically me and literally what my soul on the other side gave me so that I could be the best version of myself versus these things that I've actually just tried to force upon myself that don't really feel like me at all. So that's what we call is the deconditioning process, which we will get into more as time passes and in future episodes, but really kind of the number one step of deconditioning is understanding your energy and really being able to understand what your authentic self came here to be, which again, we all really know this deep down, but hearing this information is just so eye-opening because it can feel really hard to separate what we've just been told we're supposed to be or what's respectable or what we should be or what everyone else is or what we need to do to be loved or whatever the stories that we may have from who we authentically know we are on the inside. So now, how, how did this super intricate and intense system even come to be? So basically, human design was channeled in 1987 by Ra Aruhu when he was doing an eight-day meditation in Ibiza. So channeling basically is when you are kind of taking in information from a source outside of yourself, if you're kind of not familiar with what that exactly means. 
so basically when he was in this deep meditation, he was hearing this, what he refers to as the voice. And it detailed all of the information about human design and how it works. And what's really interesting is when he was getting this, you know, a download is kind of another way of thinking of it. When he was getting this channeling, at the same time, there was a massive supernova that was visible to the naked eye from Earth and blasted the Earth with three times more neutrinos than we typically receive at any given time. So this was speculated to be why this information kind of really came through at that moment. And we're going to get into what neutrinos are because you might be like, I don't even know what that means. So basically, back in 1987, when Ra received this uh, transmission, channeling, download, whatever you want to refer to it as, he was given information about neutrinos. And at the time, as far as science was concerned, neutrinos were kind of baffling, like didn't quite understand what they were. They basically knew that they were dark matter. They, they could pass through all other matter, but they were hard to detect and we didn't really know how they functioned. But the voice told Ra that neutrinos are actually infinitesimal cosmic messengers and they carry and deliver information, energy, and consciousness. So what's so crazy, again, because if this woo-woo stuff is you're like, I don't know, you're kind of losing me here, is that this information was actually validated by science like 10 years later in 1998 when it was confirmed that neutrinos do in fact carry mass. So this really infinitesimal, almost impossible to read amount of mass. And that basically through a neutrino stream, then cosmic energy is traveling throughout the universe and it's picking up and leaving behind matter based on the things that it passes through. So this is basically the understanding of how neutrinos end up providing energetic traits, which we understand now through human design that are imprinted on our energetic body based on what is happening in the universe, where planets are, where these neutrinos are flowing from, based on our birth time. So that's why human design is generated based on your birth date, time, all those specifics for the moment exactly that you are born. So basically there's the planetary placements at that time, but then we also look at what is happening 88 days prior because that is when it is believed that consciousness came into our body. So all of this kind of universe planetary timing is evaluated for both of those times. So now I'm gonna kind of get into all of the different separate modalities and the, the parts that they play into our chart with kind of that initial understanding of how neutrinos work. So this is when looking at your chart will definitely be helpful. So the first element is Western astrology. So basically that is based on the idea that our planetary placements, so, you know, something like Jupiter or the moon or, you know, Saturn. And then there's also some other elements like there's a sun and an earth north and south node, which we don't need to get into what the specific of all of those mean, but all of these different planetary placements are taken into account with where they sit within the zodiac constellation placements. And that provides us with certain types of energy. So again, we are looking at the moment that we are born and then 88 days prior. So if you're looking at your chart, on the left side of your body, you have it's labeled as design and you'll see there's all these little symbols. So those are the symbols of the planets. You know, the first is the sun, then earth, then moon, and it continues to go down. So your design side is 88 days before you were born when consciousness came into your body. And these, this in general design element of your design 
is more what we call your unconscious traits. So there are things that you may have a harder time seeing in yourself. They're just as much in yourself as the other things are, as your personality traits, which we'll get to in a second. But sometimes they can be a little bit easier for others to see in you than for you to see in yourself. Then at the exact moment that you're born, all of the placements at that specific time, again, based on where the neutrinos are flowing, the planets, all of that stuff is what dictates your personality side. So on the right side of your chart, you'll see that, again, there's all those planets and then there's these numbers next to them. So where these numbers come from, basically they are within each zodiac sign, it's broken down further into 64 archetypes. And these are in relation to the I Ching. So this is a different divination tool, an ancient Chinese divination tool that's also part of what is, you know, generates your human design chart and plays a part into everything. So again, there's these 64 archetypes, which we, the way they translate into human design is as 64 gates. So as you can see, if you're looking at my chart, if we're looking on my personality side, so on the right side, your sun is your first uh, gate here, that little symbol. And again, these symbols, especially if you're not like much of an astrology person, they won't really make much sense, but you know, you can easily Google what each of the symbols are. And of course, like if we are working together in a coaching session, we go through all of the details on all this stuff because it goes very deep. But you can see here that on my personality side, my sun gate is 63. So basically gate 63 is a gift of mine, the most important gift of mine, because by far most important gift or gate is our personality, which is our conscious. So the things that we have an easier time seeing in ourselves, sun gate. So this has significance. So just to give an example for me, this is gate 63 is the, um, the gate of doubt, which <laughs> isn't really that fun to hear for the first time. And that's the other thing, which I think I've mentioned already is again, some of the terminology here, the way it was channeled is not so easy to understand what it means initially. So that's why it is so helpful to have somebody kind of help you decode what all of these things actually mean. But basically it's that my biggest gift in this lifetime is to doubt the status quo, is to question the things that we all take for granted in a way to develop, you know, upgrade our kind of consciousness and, and get things really working for us the best they can instead of just accepting things the way they are. So, and because this is my sun gate, this is the way I'm meant to shine in the world. So all of the different planetary placements and all of the different gates that relate to them kind of color the way you're experiencing that gate. So yes, I have all of these. You can see there's so many different numbers that are based on my different planetary symbols. So I have all of these gifts, but they, they demonstrate themselves a little bit differently based on the planetary placement that they have. For example, our Mercury gates are all about the things that we're supposed to share and we're supposed to communicate and talk about. So that is kind of a specific thing. So once you can kind of, you'll see how detailed it really gets, because you of course are going to want to understand all of your gates, what the significance of them is, much like, again, everything else, there is a high expression and a low expression. So for me, like the low expression for the gate of doubt is doubting yourself. And that is something that I've struggled with for my entire life. So understanding that is something that's kind of like built into my energy as a struggle that I'm supposed to overcome. So that's another thing that's interesting to understand about your gates is sometimes it'll be things that you're like, oh yeah, like I'm in the highest expression of that easy, always have been. It was simple for me. And lots of times it is, you've really kind of struggled with the lower expression to end up stepping into the high expression. And 
again, just like everything we've always talked about on the detox diaries, nothing is all or nothing. It's not like you're low or you're high and you're there all the time. And that's it. It's of course, very fluid. You're always, you know, working to try and develop your awareness to be in that high expression as much as possible. But a lot of our lives were kind of teeter tottering between the two. And that is totally normal. So basically this, this eaching portion is where we understand all of these planetary placements and how they affect our, our gates that they highlight based on where the neutrinos are at the time, 88 days before we're born. And then at the actual time we are born. In addition to that, you'll see there are numbers after the decimal point. And this is another degree of definition basically within those gates. And this kind of helps to provide further clarification with the way our energy really experiences that gift. So again, that's just another layer of intricacy that you can see that you can understand from what you're experiencing in your human design chart. And just another really interesting way that this kind of, you know, again, the I Ching is, is this kind of spiritual, more like esoteric idea, but grounding it in reality, it's very interesting, or everything is reality, obviously, but grounding it in more of a um, scientific, um, nuts and bolts, a little less woo-woo concept is that actually there are 64 DNA codons and they have a six-lined binary structure. So six amino acids, six groups of amino acids per codon. So it's very similar to how we have these, these six different lines of differentiation within our 64 hexagrams of the I Ching. So there's just like a lot of really interesting scientific tie-ins and then this really, you know, spiritual ideologies that have been around for thousands of years and how it really all comes together in the system is just really absolutely so interesting. And I have to tell you, it just always hits. I've almost never had a conversation with somebody and shared something about their design that hasn't made sense to them. So it really is just such a wildly intricate system. That's just so, so validating of what you really already know to be true about your authentic self. So just can't say enough amazing things about it. So there's still more. <laughs> so now the next thing is obviously you can see that in the middle of those two sections where you have, you know, your design and your personality planetary placements, there are all these different shapes. So it's like triangle squares, a diamond, um, that makes up a shape of like a body. So this is where the chakra system comes in. So most of us are probably aware the chakra system originated in ancient India and each chakra is a center in the body where energy is processed. So the original chakra system includes seven centers, but in human design, we have developed another two energy centers that evolved in 1781 because we experienced a form of evolution energetically. So the inner workings of our energy kind of shifted based on this. And it's kind of the understanding of once we hit 1781, the way for us to kind of thrive and survive in the world drastically shifted from the way that we had been evolving previous to that. So again, and we're going to be evolving even more in the future and human design provides a lot of really interesting information on that that we can touch on in future episodes. But that's why here you can see that there are seven energy centers as a, or sorry, nine energy centers, as opposed to the seven that are in the typical chakra system. So the two additional centers here are the G center and the spleen, in addition to the centers that are already existing in the regular chakra system. And you can see when you're looking that within each one are these numbers going up to 64 that represent the gates from, or the archetypes from the I Ching. 
So these gifts are related to the way that we process energy in each of these centers. That's why their placement is in the center that they're placed in. And when you have that gate or gift illuminated by a planet, then it is highlighted in a color and you'll see that there's a little line coming off of it. So it's kind of saying energy is flowing out of this area. So then the next part comes in, which is the Kabbalah tree of life. And in this tradition, it's all about how energy flows through these specific channels and it creates like a map of our consciousness. And that is where the channels come in. So when you're looking at your chart, and this is where I really recommend looking at the chart so it makes sense, is when you have a gate that's coming from one energy center. So if you're looking at mine, for example, I have gate 35 from my throat center, which is the third one down from the top. It's the first square under the two triangles. And I also have gate 36, which is in my solar plexus, which is to the right the right triangle, like towards the bottom when they're kind of splits out to the sides. And those, the two lines coming off of those gates connect to form what we call a channel. So that means that they're connecting like all of these lines that you see connecting center to center. They're actually connected because I have these gates illuminated by the planets based on my birth time. So when that happens, it creates a channel. And these channels mean that energy is flowing between those two centers. And that is what creates definition in our centers. So you'll notice when you're looking at your chart, you have these nine shapes. Some of them are colored in. The color doesn't matter, depending on wherever you're looking. Sometimes they're different colors. All that matters is if it's colored in or if it's not. So if it is colored in, that means that that energy is defined for you because you have energy flowing through a channel that connects those two places. And that means that you have a really consistent way of experiencing energy in these areas. Whereas you might have other areas, like if we're looking at my chart, gate 63, which is my main gate, is up in my head center at the top, but it doesn't connect to the other side in the Ajna, which is that center right below. So I don't have that gate four placement. So it's what we refer to as a hanging gate. So that gift is just as important. I still have that gift, but I don't create definition in my head or in a, my Ajna center, because there's no channel being created that is making, that is having energy flow directly from one to the other. So that is how we have channels and our channels are another gift that we have. And it's basically kind of how those two gates, the gifts of those gates kind of come together to form their own specific kind of gift for us. So then, so we're looking at the chart now and we can kind of understand how everything is pulled together here in terms of why things are colored in versus not, what all these numbers are, where they live, blah, blah, blah. So that's really kind of the background there. And then what happens is once you understand which, you know, your defined centers versus your undefined, that is what dictates what your type is. So I'm probably got into this in the energy um, I'm sorry, in the energy types episode, but just a brief overview is when you have your sacral defined, which is the first, the second square up from the bottom, that means that you're a form of a generator, either a manifesting generator or a generator. What makes you a manifesting generator is if you have a connection between your throat center and a motor center. 
So for me, you know, without getting into too much detail, my throat right here is connected to my uh, solar plexus, which is a motor center. So that makes is what makes me a manifesting generator. If you have your sacral defined, but you don't have your throat defined, or it's defined, but it's not connected to a motor, then you would just be a gen, not just, you would be a generator. <laughs> Generators are amazing. It's not a just. Then if you don't have your sacral defined, that means that you can't be any form of a generator. So same thing, it's that manifesting energy comes from having your throat, which is a manifesting, the manifestation center connected to some kind of motor. So I know a lot of manifestors who have the same channel as me, this 35 to 36 channel without a defined sacral. So they would be manifestors because they have that defined throat connected to a motor. If you are someone who doesn't have your sacral defined and doesn't have your throat connected to a motor, then you would be a projector. So projectors can have a defined throat or not. It's just that it, it's not connected to a motor and that was what made them a projector. And then finally, what makes you a reflector is when all of your centers are open. So basically what that means is you are, you still have just as many gates as everybody else. And something to note is that, you know, everybody obviously has 13 planets on either side. So 26 total illuminations based on their planetary placements, but sometimes you'll repeat. So for me, I have some gates that are repeated in multiple places based on where the planets are at any given time, especially a slower moving planet can easily stay in the same gate throughout the time that you are you know, 88 days before, and then when you were actually born. So it can, you'll find with anybody that there can be repeating gates. So that can be something that often happens with people that don't have, you know, as many channels, or it could just be that it just so happens that you have all of these different definitions and they're just not connecting each other. So that is kind of gives you that understanding of how you understand what your type is. And then once you understand your type, you from there get your strategy. So that is automatic based on your type. So as we've mentioned in previous, you know, I've talked about on post Instagram, previous episodes here, but you know, it is the manifester is to initiate or to inform. I'm sorry, the manifester is to inform, not to initiate. They do have initiating energy, but the strategy specifically is to inform that a manifesting generator is to respond, just like you can see on my chart here. Same for a generator. For a projector, it is to wait for the invitation. And for a reflector, it is to wait for a lunar cycle or a 28-day cycle. And again, we get into that in other episodes. Also, your not-self theme is the same based on whatever your type is. So that is the way that you know that you are not in alignment. And this can be something that, you know, we can experience moments of not being in alignment, even if the vast majority of our life is in alignment. So it's not something to be like, oh, I never want to feel frustrated if I'm the manifesting generator. It's just a clue that you need to check in with yourself and turn to your strategy. So that's always kind of the, it's like, okay, I'm in not self. How do I get out of not self? I focus on my strategy. So that's really kind of that instant tool that we're provided with human design. So not self themes, meaning anger for manifestors, uh, frustration for manifesting generators and generators, bitterness for projectors, and disappointment for reflectors. And again, I get into more of what that means in the energy types episode. So if you haven't listened to that yet, I highly recommend checking that out because there's a ton of information in there about your type specifically. And in addition to that, we also have our inner authority. So this is the way that we are meant to make decisions. So in general, it means bigger decisions, especially when we're talking about a manifesting generator or a generator, because 
you always have this gut response that you're using in those moment to moment type things. But like for me, for example, my inner authority is emotional. So that means that I need to ride out my emotional wave and make a decision when I come to a more neutral place and getting there's, I believe it's eight authorities and I'll do an episode getting all into that. I also have an Instagram post on that. So I definitely recommend checking it out for just the baseline information. So you understand how yours works, but this is based on where you have definition. So the first one is emotional. About half of the population has emotional authority. And if you have a defined solar plexus center, which guards you, guides your emotions, that means that you will have emotional authority. Then it refers to your sacral. So if you are a generator or a manifesting generator without a defined solar plexus, you're going to have your sacral authority. And then from there, it ends up kind of moving on up the chart. So next up would be splenic. If you have that defined, then ego. If you have that defined, then G-center, if you have that defined, and then finally you make your way up into the area of mental projection, or if you obviously are completely open as a reflector, then you have that same inner authority as your strategy, which is really letting yourself move through a full lunar cycle. And obviously that's not at all describing how the authorities work, but just to give you an understanding of like how your authority is even generated, that's the way that it works. And then your, I'm just going through now on the top of your chart, it kind of like spells out for you the different things. We already talked about type. Your definition here, so I'm split definition, this is based on the circuitry in your chart. So basically for your centers where you have definition, are they, how are they all connected? So if you are single definition, that means that all of the centers that you have are defined are all connected to each other. So there's channels that connect them all. For me, I'm split definition. So if you're looking, watching this video, you can see that these, my G center, my spleen, my sacral, and my ego center are all connected to each other. But then hanging out separately here, I have my throat connected to my solar plexus. So that means that I have split definition because I have this definition, but it's not all connected to each other. There's also triple split, which means that there's, you know, another third separate one. And there's quadruple split, and then there's no definition, no definition, which again would be a reflector. And I know now it probably, I'm just like rattling off names of centers and stuff like that. We're not really going to get into that today, but I did just share a post today about understanding your centers and what they generally are related to and the names of each one. So I definitely recommend checking that out just so you can kind of get your bearings when it comes to what all these energy centers are and what their significance is for you. Then there is our profile. So our profile is actually our personality type. So you can see that I am a 3-5. And where this comes from is for my top two gates, my two sun gates on the personality side and the design side, it comes from the number after the decimal point. And personality profiles are really, really interesting. So again, going to do a whole episode on this and how this pulls into, you know, working with your design and understanding yourself better. But basically just for now, for you to understand that your profile numbers are pretty much based on, it's kind of like a, a personality profile. And then finally, your incarnation cross. So this is no big deal, your purpose in this lifetime. And it's based on your top four gates. So it is your design and your personality, sun and earth gates. So it's kind of this combination of what all the traits are of those gates to pull together what your purpose is in this lifetime. And again, you know, 
for me, my purpose is, again, it's a lot about the questioning of the status quo and really raising the consciousness of humanity by questioning these things and finding what's really working for us. And also kind of stepping into the fact that life is for living and not kind of grasping onto things so much. So, cause obviously this raising the consciousness kind of concept can sound very activisty kind of vibes, but it's not that way. It's kind of like a leading by example, questioning things, guiding other people to question things in their life, to find what really works for them, but in a very fluid and, um, a way of having a true acceptance for the life is to be lived and to flow with and to enjoy instead of this like forcing and grasping energy. And that could obviously be used in so many ways. Like I know even with me, obviously, you know, same soul this whole time. But when I think about a lot of phases in my life, there was a while where I was wanting to go back to law school and help, you know, free people who are wrongfully convicted was like, wanted everybody to know about these injustices in the system, like all about changing people's minds and raising the consciousness and asking questions. You know, even when I first got into the health space and created the detox diaries, it was opening people's eyes to the stuff that's in our products and the toxins in our environment and how we can really understand and take care of ourselves and question again, like what is it that we're surrounding ourselves with or putting on our skin or eating or whatever it may be. And now you know, it's so much about stepping into the space of spirituality and human design in conjunction with health and really challenging the status quo of how we live our lives and making sure that we are really asking the questions that serve us and bring us to our highest and happiest potential. So that's even just showing you how, you know, that kind of purpose can be used with the same soul inside who has the same interests and drives and all of that kind of stuff. So imagine how many different ways that can be used in life in general, throughout all of the different types of people that there are in the world. And another thing to keep in mind with your incarnation cross or your purpose in this lifetime is it doesn't necessarily have to be a career-based thing. Like really it's all about the energy that you just kind of are, that you give to the people in your life that you naturally exhibit. And, you know, if that can be incorporated into your career, that's obviously like the best thing you can ask for, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. You're really just wanting in this lifetime to be stepping into these gifts, stepping into who you authentically are in every moment of your life, not just when you're quote unquote at work. So I hope that made sense. I know it is very intricate and there's so many details. And again, you know, really taking what resonates and not kind of forcing the things that don't, especially at first, because it's a lot of information. And if you kind of haven't been doing this like soul searching process of understanding who you authentically are, some of this stuff can seem really jarring and really different from where you feel like you are at the current moment. And that is totally okay. So just being open to taking what you need from it as you're going about the process. And, you know, I think with me just starting to share this information, just digesting it as you go. Like I'm going to be sharing, you know, about an episode about the profile lines, an episode about the energy centers, like taking in this information and really kind of seeing what works for you, what doesn't, and kind of really thinking about what feels true and authentic for you. And of course, I mean, actually having a session where I can go through with you all of the specifics that pull together to create your unique energy is just really so transformative. People are just, it's such a fun process. It's so eye-opening. You feel so seen. And I know even for me, who obviously 
is doing these sessions for other people. I know everything about my chart pretty much that there is to know. And I just had a reading recently and just having somebody else see you and say these things to you. And it just, it really, it hits and it's really helpful and it's really inspiring. So, you know, if you're feeling called to really understand human design on a deeper level and dig into your chart, your unique path, all of that kind of stuff, Obviously, I will link up to everything in the show notes to schedule a coaching session. I can't recommend it highly enough. It, it truly is, is game-changing. So I'm done blabbing about this now. I hope that this made sense and that this was helpful. And of course, if you have any questions, do not hesitate to reach out. You can always find me on Instagram at the.detox.diaries. And I would love to chat with you all things human design. So Thank you for being here and I will see you on the next one. Bye.